Investing made easy. Stash is a fintech company that allows you to invest in stock with as little as $1. Open a brokerage account, deposit as little as $1, and get a free $20 to invest. Just go to the link get.stash.com slash miles underscore 51BFNPZ to receive your free $20. You can also find the link in the show notes. Sprinkle the add a sauce. You want my time, but it costs. I'm in the loft. Watch how you speak to a boss. What made you think you could floss? Don't be depressing. Preaching, I feel like a reverend. Hold up, I got me a question. Are you an asset to an investment or a distraction? What up, what up, what up, what up? This is another episode of the One Other Percent Podcast. I'm your host, Miles G. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. That was the Other Side of Business series part one. We'll be having a few more guests on like that just to talk about things that went wrong with their business or unethical habits or cultures that they created. Just to see the other side of business and show the importance of that because like I said, anything can happen from a business being ethical to turning unethical. Today we're going to talk about stocks. This is one of my favorite topics. I love stocks. I'll try not to get into being too technical. I just want to give you guys the basics and just understand how really stocks can help you and build wealth, help you accumulate wealth. Whatever your goals are, um, stocks are are beautiful. But first, I have some homework for you guys. I promise you guys need to watch this. It's called, it's a documentary on HBO Max called Becoming Buffett. Um, Warren Buffett is one of the great investors, um, one of the greatest investors of our time. Um, he owns Berkshire Hathaway. And Berkshire Hathaway's stock price, uh, class A shares, are worth $436,000. Class B is a lot cheaper, uh, a lot affordable to, I guess, us regular people. The documentary basically shows you a look into his mindset, right? Um, a lot of investing how to build wealth. This gives you a lot of nuggets uh, for anybody to start on the stock market that's one to understand and why not learn from the, one of the greatest in the game. And one of the main things that he talks about on there is basically holding a stock forever. Um, a lot of people that I know that I talk to on a regular basis, like they'll buy a stock, but they'll be out of it when they see it drop. That's one of the biggest mistakes. Like if you're buying clothes, you want to buy clothes on a discount, right? You don't want to buy clothes at the full price. Well, usually, usually I don't. A lot of people are different. So when you buy a stock, you want to hold it, right? And I'll talk about different um, time periods for holding for tax purposes, but holding a stock as long as possible, especially if that's a company that you believe in, um, it will continue to go up. Um, stocks do go up and down. If you guys remember last March when the pandemic hit, a lot of the airline stocks went down because people weren't traveling. Now, if you look at them now, all the airline stocks are up. Now, I know a lot of people that got in and then got out probably six months later, three months later, but again, you have to hold these stocks. One of the best things to remember, the stock market goes off of supply and demand. It's really that simple supply and demand. As more consumers buy a product, use a service, that stock price is going to go up. That's helping the, the company's revenue. So always think about that. Um, another homework assignment is reading a book. Um, it's a real short book. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon. It's a parable, which is a simple story to illustrate a lesson. It's a book that gives financial advice. It's an easy, quick read, I promise. But one of the best things it tells you and that I got from it is basically pay yourself first. And what I mean by that is everything that you make, pay yourself first. Don't pay your bills first. Don't pay somebody else first. Don't give it away. Don't go spend it somewhere. Pay yourself first. That can be investing, put it in the savings account. What they say in the book is a part of all I earn is mine to keep. I repeat, a part of all I earn is mine to keep. So that goes into talking about save 10% of everything that you make, which is not a lot. I know a lot of people that say they don't have enough money to invest or I'm waiting until I get this certain amount of money. No, it doesn't work like that. Anything you make, 10%. You're using that 10% for something, for something else, right? Like, buying clothes or alcohol or whatever whatever your vice is 
So why not put some of that 10% of every time you get paid, go ahead and put it into some type of investment. Like the stock market, where you're going to have your money work for you. And that's the main thing that we want. We want money to work for us while we sleep. And there are a lot of assets that can do that. On this episode, I'm particularly just talking about stock. So when you put that money in the stock market, the money becomes a worker. And it will make more workers for you. And like I said, it will go down. But again, you hold it long term. That's what we're talking about. It'll make more for you, trust me. And I love that because once you spend your money in a business or on some type of consumer product, it's gone advantages. But with investments, it's still there. It never goes away. And like I said, some will say it'll go down, you lose money, but you only lose when you cash out. You can keep that money right there. And if you ever, ever need that money, you can get it within three business days. Uh, it's called a market order. So again, you want to put it in there. You can sit there and look at it. That's one of the best things I like to sit there sometimes during the day. I'll just look at my investments, uh, look at my bank account. Like that's good. I know that's there. I'm secure. The older you get, our needs and wants become less and less. Not our wants, but our needs. You want to be financially stable and really just happy and, and really a peace of mind. So that's something I look forward to just looking at my investments. Like, okay, I got this. This one up. You know, there's good days and bad days, but overall, the good days outweigh the bad days for sure. But one of the main things, to be successful in the stock market or to at least profit, you have to take your emotions out of it. What I mean by that, the stock market has no emotions. It's good days and bad days. It's days that it'll run all your money up and it's some days it'll take all your money. How people lose is having emotions and you're withdrawing your money, cashing out. You can't have none of that. Stick to a certain strategy like you want to hold for this amount. And like I said, if it's a company you believe in and you see them doing well, in the long term, you'll be fine. So there's really nothing to worry about. How people lose, again, you get emotional and you take the money out. Your money's there, right? You see, you lose the money. Ah, oh, I'm losing money. Let me let me get it back. No, let it sit there. Let it work. Let it do its thing and let it get more money for you. So again, take your emotions out of it. The normal holding period for a stock is 10 years. Now, a lot of people might not want to hold that long. But again, you got to go through whatever your goals are, whatever you're trying to achieve. But 10 years, that stock is going to perform greatly. That's at, that's at this, the max. A lot of people hold longer than that. You hold for a couple years, like I said, with the pandemic you see with airlines, you already have a profit. So again, it all depends on your financial situation and what you're trying to do. But in the long run, these companies are going to be good. Your stocks are going to be okay. So before I delve into the stock market, the best investment we can make is in ourselves. The more we learn, the more we're going to make mistakes. But we're learning. When you take away that L from learn, what do you get? Earn. We become a winner. It's no more L's. We're earning because we went through the process and we first, we had to learn. It's no shortcuts. So just remember that. Don't get frustrated when you're trying to figure out things with the stock market or things aren't going on your way because eventually you will become an earner. Like I say, we will be winning. I've been doing this since 2015 and I still make mistakes and I'm still constantly learning. Um, learning is a forever process. So don't get frustrated with yourself. Um, it takes constant reading and it's keeping up with everything. And then as you, over time, you get better and better. So again, just do not get frustrated. So the stock market opens Monday through Friday, 9.30 Eastern time and closes at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, off days or the weekends. Uh, market is closed on holidays. Now, let's talk about some of the market indexes, like the S&P 500. Uh, stands for the Standard & Poor's 500. These are some of the top large 500 companies um, in the world. So these companies are selected by committee. Um, they look at a certain criteria such as liquidity, market capitalization, and how long they've been publicly traded. If you guys have been uh, paying attention to the stock market a little bit, you will see that Tesla, Tesla was added uh, to the stock market not too long ago. So these are large cap, all American companies, 500 of the biggest companies in the U.S. 
Some companies on here would be like Adobe or BlackRock, your Carnival, Marriott, Live Nation, companies like that. Um, you're able to look all these up. Um, all this is public information. And if you guys do not want to invest in this individual stocks, you're able to invest into this um, S&P 500. It's called an index fund or an ETF, exchange traded fund. And basically, those funds are basically a group full of a basket full of stocks like that hold the S&P 500. And you can basically invest into those and basically get a percentage off of that, off of each stock in that basket. And a good thing about the S&P 500, it has an annual rate of return of 10%. So again, you're going to win in the end and you don't have to invest in individual ones. You can invest in the whole thing. But get site for ETFs is ETFDB.com. It stands for ETF Database. You can type in any company that you want and basically see... Um, what fund that's in. You'll see the whole group of stocks. It's, it's a lot of good ones. I'll give you guys out some names uh, towards the end. So that's one of the indexes you can look at. Another one is called the Dow Jones, a popular one, Dow Jones Industrial. Um, that measures 30 of the top performing stocks. Um, so stocks like that will be at Nike, Home Depot, 3M, Salesforce, Apple's in there as well, Visa, Disney. Um, and some of these stocks are on all different markets or indexes. So don't forget about that. Another market is called the NASDAQ. On this includes 100 of the largest companies. Another one is Russell 2000. That basically measures 2000 of the smaller cap stocks. Another market index is called the OTC, which stands for over-the-counter market. And basically, these are companies that are not listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So these can be your uh, penny stocks. Uh, so they're going to be a lot more riskier. Um, some people make money in penny stocks. I have a friend that does well in penny stocks. But again, they're going to be riskier. They're not. Um, some of these can be scams. So you really have to do your research to really know. Um, High-risk market. So there are 11 sectors in the stock market where companies fall under. Energy, materials, industrials, consumer discretionary, consumer staples, healthcare, financial financials, technology, telecommunication services, utilities, and real estate. So anything listed in the stock market, they will fall under one of these categories. So like a consumer discretionary sector, that would include fast food, entertainment companies. So you can um, have your McDonald's, your Walt Disney's, your um, your Ford's, Amazon, stuff like that. So what you want to do is look at all these sectors when you're creating a portfolio. Look at everything. I would say look at probably the first seven in each sector. Um, and also look at the bottom ones because a company can can be good. It can go from bad to being good, or and and vice versa. So look at all these sectors. Take a look at them. See what's all all in there. Try to have a balanced portfolio of companies that you like, companies that you obviously use on a daily basis. Like we're all using Amazon to buy a piece of Amazon, and you want to have that basically to balance your portfolio. You don't want to have too much of, of one sector. So you don't have to have everything in each sector, but you want to get good companies in the good sectors at least. And you're going to start to notice as the market turns red, some sectors will be higher than others. And sometimes all sectors will just be in the red. But some sectors drop a lot faster than others. So again, it goes with trial and error, looking at a company and really to seeing what you like. So for example, um, some good sites to, to use, which I use is uh, Yahoo Finance. One of the best ones. You can also, also use NASDAQ. So all you would do is go to yahoo.com slash finance or go to yahoo.com. You'll see the finance tab. Click on that. Um, you see a search box that basically says search for news, symbols, or companies. You can type in a company right there. So one of my favorite stocks that I talk about all the time is Disney. Um, so you'll type in Disney or the ticker symbol DIS. And basically what comes up, you'll see the stock price with a close that. Um, it's currently at 178.65. And basically you have tabs all across, um, right below the stock price. You got the summary, um, company outlook, chart, conversation, statistics. You'll see all that. Uh, we'll start with the summary. It says previous close. So with a previous close at 179.04, um, it opened up at 179.51. 
So you'll look at that. One of the main things I look for in a stock is I look at the the 52-week range. You definitely want to look at that because you see the highest is men in, in a year's range. The highest we see for Disney is 203.02. The lowest is got is 108.02. So kind of in that median range. Also, you can see the days range. The bid and ask um, that goes into options. We'll have an option episode coming out later. I don't want to get too deep into that. Another key indicator you want to look at for a good stock is the beta. While the beta is important, it says that the closer a beta is to one, the less volatile it'll be. When I say volatile, the less that it'll go with the market. So if the market goes down like crazy, um, the closer it is the one, it won't just follow it and go all the way down. The further it's away from one, the more volatile it'll be. So that's something you want to look at um, for sure with any stock you buy. So the beta for Disney is 1.19. Um, it's, it's close to one. It isn't too bad. Still has uh, can do some improvement, but I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Um, another thing you want to look at, especially when you buy stocks, you always want to have a want to buy a stock with a dividend. You don't have to, but that's always a good thing. A plus if the company has a dividend or they're paying a dividend. Usually they're paying a dividend quarterly. Some companies do semi-annually, so every company is different. And a dividend is basically uh, for you owning that stock, being a shareholder, um, you'll get paid some of the profits. So I look at the ex-dividend date, and what that basically says, if you buy the stock before that date, that's how you'll get paid a dividend. So for Disney, they suspended their dividends. So it says December 13, 2019. So if you did not buy the stock before that date, then you will not get a dividend. So that's something definitely always good to look at. Also, you can look at the volume. It shows how many shares um, are on the market. It shows 6,813,370. Also, the P.E. ratio is something you want to look at. Disney currently doesn't have a P.E. ratio. Um, the P.E. ratio is the price to earnings. That's the share price divided by the earnings per share. Um, companies that don't have earnings or that are losing money don't have a P.E. ratio. Earnings per share indicates how much money a company makes for each share of its stocks. And to calculate the earnings per share, it's calculated by dividing the company's profit by its outstanding shares. The higher the EPS, the more profitable the company is. So right now, Disney isn't profitable. We're at negative 2.49. But again, I like Disney. The, the parks are starting to reopening. Um, they have great content, uh, coming out with Disney Plus, a lot of subscribers. Um, it's overall, it's going to be a good stock. Like I said, when, when it drops, I like to buy and just to have more because in the end, I think they're going to be, they're going to do fairly well. So again, th- these are some of the good things to look at. Some other tabs you can click on just to get more information about a company. Um, the financials where you can look at a company's financial statements, like the income statement, the balance sheet, the cash flow. Check that out. See how much debt they have, compare things. Um, you can look at statistics. You can to see um, where the short position is, how many people are, are invested on the short side. Like when we had a thing going on with GameStop, so that's where you would go to look to see how many, um, to see how overweight it is. You can also click the holders tab to see um, what companies hold this stock in their portfolio. But again, you can have all the technical analysis, look at all the charts and all that. But at the end of the day, you have to go what you feel, what's in your heart and your gut. You know, um, the numbers only tell you so much, but Again, you have to actually just believe in the company. One of my best performing stocks right now is Gap. Um, I looked at everything that I told you guys from Yahoo Finance. Um, I don't shop at Gap, but when I found out they were signing Kanye to a 10-year deal, I was like, huh. I looked at what the stock was currently trading for. I believe it was at $13. Um, I bought a whole bunch because I didn't want to be that person that, that didn't buy it. And at the end of 10 years of Kanye's deal, look at that stock price. And we already know what Kanye, the value that Kanye brings. It's a, it's a no-brainer. And so now, 
the stock is at $33. This is in less than a year. And his first collab with Gab is dropping this month. Again, not to say the stock can never go down. We don't know what could happen to Kanye. He can do something. We know he likes to rant. But overall, in the long term, I think it will be good. We saw the value that he brought to Adidas. So what's to say that he can't do that same thing for Gap? I mean, he's a movement. A lot of people buy his clothing. People were even buying the rib clothing. So, I mean, hey, when I see a freight train, I hop on it and let's go. Let's let's, let's keep going. Even with Tesla. I know Tesla's having some hiccups. I have a friend that really hates Tesla. He had a lot invested in it. But Tesla will be fine in the long run. Like I said, they're a part of the S&P 500. So a lot of companies um, and their portfolios are invested in the S&P 500. Like I mentioned about investing. Um, index funds and ETFs. So that stock could keep going up because people are still buying into those index funds and those ETFs. They're buying a piece of those. So again, they keep going up. And Tesla, they'll, they'll figure out what they're doing. Like I said, after they did the split, um, the stock split, that made um, the share go down. It's been hard to get back up. But they, overall, still a good company. And a stock split is basically when a corporation um, divides existing shares into multiple shares. So if a company does a four to one split, um, every shareholder will have four times the amount of shares, but the stock price will be a lot lower because of the split. Um, another key indicator that I forgot to mention is called the VIX. Um, you'll see the ticker is VIX, or you'll see CBOE, which stands for Chicago Board Options Exchange. And the VIX basically measures investors' fear or the volatility of the market. Um, so you'll see basically if the VIX is greater than 30, that means there's an increased level of volatility and the risk of investor fear is a lot higher. If it's below 20, which right now is at 17, um, the market will be stable. So those are things you want to look at. When the whole GameStop thing was going on, the VIX was at like 32. Um, so a lot of savvy investors or well-experienced investors were super scared and worried. So look at things like the VIX because the market, like the higher that gets, markets are going to be going crazy. And not to get into too many formulas or math, I'll give you guys a simple one. Um, this is basically when you buy a stock and you want to see um, the return on your investment, the ROI. So and to calculate your investment price. You would do the price you sold it for minus the price you paid for it divided by the price you paid for it times 100 to get a percent. So that's how you calculate that. You always want to look at that. Me personally, I'm always trying to get at least 30% at least. Um, I don't mind getting anything lower. Uh, profit is profit, but I'm trying to at least get 30%. Um, that's if I'm staying in something short or, or long. Um, but like again, the longer you stay in something, the higher that'll be. Um, you don't always have to hit the home run. You can always hit small singles. So get 10% on your money. You're not getting that anywhere else in the market. Uh, putting that to a bank account or a savings account. So getting that 10% is still good. Like I said, profit is profit. And that brings us to our favorite topic, taxes, right? Uncle Sam. I know we all love that, right? So you get a capital gain when you sell a stock for more than you bought it at. And that can go for any asset, real estate, um, bonds, whatever. And the tax you pay depends on two things how long you hold it and your tax bracket so long-term capital gains um, that's for holding a stock longer than one year short-term capital gains are for the stocks that you held less than a year so that applies to day traders and that's taxed like ordinary income that's your wages salaries hourly pay that's what ordinary income is and short term you're getting taxed a lot higher that can go up to 40 percent and again but that depends on your tax bracket you can look on um, to see what tax bracket you fall under 
um, on the IRS website or other different websites. There's a lot of them out there. So it's better on your taxes to hold it for longer than a year. Uh, you'll be taxed at 15% at the highest 20% if you're making over 500000 So it's in your best interest. For a lot of people that sell it a month later or two months later, that short-term capital gains tax is going to suck some of your profit. So those things you got to think about. I mean, if you're making a lot in the short term, like you're doing options, then you might want to take that loss uh, of that money because you made so much. So, again, everybody's different. Everybody's risk tolerance is different. Everybody's um, goals are different. Um, a few stocks I want you guys to look at uh, if you're lucky enough to listen to the end of the podcast. Uh, check out Capri Holdings. They are Michael Kors, Versace, and Jimmy Choo. Currently at $56. I believe that stock will go up a lot more. Um, you also want to look at FedEx, UPS, Uber, Airbnb, Snowflake, and you also want to look at a lot of the car companies. One of my favorite car companies right now is uh, NIO, NEO. They're supposed to be the foreign Tesla. They, their company does have a lot of debt, but overall, I think they'll be good. Also, Ford and Fisker are good options because there's a race to, for energy-efficient vehicles. So those are things you want to look at. Both of those companies are really, really low right now. So that was some brief stuff about the stock market. Um, to leave you guys with a quote, in preparing for battle, I have always found that plans are useless, but planning is dispensable. You was wasting time with those average hours, taking time with my debit hours, taking time with my message. Now I'm reaping all of the credit. I'm watching Malcolm and Eddie. I'm going to need some confetti. Yes, I'm a champ. All of these rings feeling heavy. Rock on my head, you can't check me.